welcome to Asking Eve, the regular podcast brought to you by Emily and Lara, the mother-daughter duo behind Advancing Eve. Our podcast series will bring you a variety of conversations with girls and women who are just like us and you, making their way through life. We hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome back to another Asking Eve podcast. Today, my mum and I are in the loft and we are recording with Vivian Lynch. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, so today we came to record this podcast because my mum and I both follow Vivian on Instagram and we love everything that she does. She has a lingerie brand. Is that mm-hmm. how you describe yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Well done, Lara. She was like, I'm going to see lingerie. <laughs> yeah, so my little... Lingerie. Yeah. <laughs> so fancy. My little brother... Um, didn't know how to pronounce it and he, he, in a very serious conversation to my mum went mum what's lingering <laughs> in the so Scottish accent as yeah. well so it's so funny lingering. so then it's just stuck with us eh? so I was like I'm gonna say it I'm gonna say it so it's lingerie yeah yes. <laughs> uh, yeah sorry that's me getting in trouble for missing Matthew <laughs> so Vivian uh, thank you so much for coming to see no us today uh, how about you give us a little introduction to yourself and what you do Okay, well, I'm Vivian Lynch, um, and I am the owner uh, of Miss Vivian Lingerie, which is a lingerie brand um, made to order in the Scottish Borders in Melrose, which is where our little studio is. Um, And we are all about empowering women and doing it sustainably too. Oh, excellent. I love the sustainability part. At time of recording, yeah. COP26 is just about mm. to start. So Exactly, yes, yeah. Yes, so. I just did a fun project with someone for that too. Oh, so did you? It feels oh, excellent. very relevant at yeah. the minute. But, oh, um, yeah, we'll need to find out about that. Yeah, that definitely. sounds amazing, yeah. Okay, so let's wind it back mm. a little bit. And going back to your childhood, did you always love fashion? And if so, like, who were your inspirations? Well, yeah, I did. I used to, it's quite funny when I was in primary school and stuff, you know, I'd like rope in a friend and we'd say that we're going to have a label and we'd like combine oh, our two names together. Oh, yeah. So if it was like Katie and Vivian, it'd be Cav, you, oh. you know, <laughs> it, we did all that. Um, and so I always loved it, but eventually the friend would always, you know, go on to other Absolutely. things and I'd yeah. be left. With and, the dream. Exactly. Um, but to be honest, it's funny, I, I don't know where it came from. My mum's very like mathematical and sciencey. Oh. My dad's a lawyer, so he is a bit more creative but um I've got three big sisters one of them is a musician so I guess it just streamed in from like family further afield my gran and stuff Mm -hmm, like that mm -hmm. they were both so supportive and they used to make a lot of their own clothes of course and so I guess I think it's kind of in in my blood I think really yeah (laughs) and were your mum and dad quite supportive of creativity because a lawyer and being quite mathematical (laughs) they were like (laughs) I think to well I don't want to say they weren't supportive because they were, but they I think they were a wee bit concerned, mm-hmm. put it that way, because when I was at school, I was getting, academically, I was getting good, good grades yeah, and stuff, and I yeah. think they thought, well, she's got the potential to be a yes, lawyer, or she's got the potential, yes. um, and I was like, no, no, <laughs> I uh, want to go and do fashion. I know, and, I mean, it's just that uh, yeah, conversation as a parent, you can imagine, completely. I want to be an actor or yes. a fashion designer, You're and like, I think no, you do think that there's no, yeah, oh, be a teacher, my mum was loving that, go mm. and be a teacher. <laughs> Because she, she was a chemistry teacher for a long time as well. And so, yeah, um, it was just a bit of trying to convince them. And the, uh, obviously there was the recession and everything. And yeah. there was a lot of difficult and employability, um, mm-hmm. difficulty in employability. And yeah. I sort of said to my parents, to be honest, I'd rather not get a job in something I 
do want to do than mm-hmm. something I don't want to do yeah if that's yeah. what it's looking like out there uh-huh, so let uh-huh. me do what I want to do um and you would the thought that my older sister being a bassoonist a classical musician would have sort of eased them eased into letting me be a fashion yeah. designer but uh, they were still a bit apprehensive all the way through to be honest until I graduated and even when I started my business really? yeah, yeah, yeah but wow. but um you know but it, it took a while but I think my dad having his own business he was just concerned for me as well he knew, knew that it was difficult yeah, and so yeah. um yeah after the you know wheels got turning and yeah. I sort of showed them no I'm working okay. hard on this uh-huh, and this is uh-huh. what I want to do then Students. now they they're like oh, I'm not brilliant. playing shop anymore it's 100%, actually yeah. yeah um so, so it, it takes quite a quite a bit of courage I think and you know, good for you for like being so steadfast on your path because it's, <sighs> I mean you know as a child you don't want to let your parents I know down, do I know you? and my mom used to always say like oh that child she's so willful like <laughs> she, we always used to clash because of it um, but I think it would just make me every time she would say no 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 you need to get a real job you need to be a primary teacher you need to do this that and the next thing I'd be like okay now I just want to do fashion do more, more. <laughs> yeah oh that's brilliant I so love that. but uh, no she she loves it now yes. they love visiting the studio yes. and do you make your stuff. any underwear for your mum I have yeah I actually oh, wow. I made her a set a, a while ago and she 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 sent me a picture on whatsapp and was like look don't show anyone this oh, yeah. but, but look <laughs> and I thought oh that's so amazing because oh. you know my mum and dad they're they're sort of they're older you know they're nearly 70 uh-huh. um so I don't have young young parents so my mum's body confidence I think like she will struggle with that as much as the next woman yeah. after having four children yeah, and yeah. she's got grandchildren now yeah. and um and to to see her like messaging me with like a a, a pick a little lingerie <laughs> pick I was like ah love it oh you made me cry it's normally Lara that cries I love that oh no I hope one day your mum actually has enough courage and confidence to let you use a peg I mean that would just be amazing I would love that I'll work on it yeah definitely (laughs) you'll get there there. but you're not from the borders are you no No. so I'm I'm from Glasgow um well I'm from Newton Mearns so I went to school in sort of primary school in Newton Mearns and then Giffenock High School so um there's St Indians in Giffnock, not Giffnock High School, mm-hmm. different high school. But anyway, uh, and then uh, yeah, came down to Gala to study fashion. So and I was seventeen, so I was quite, quite young. young. Yeah, I'd gotten in the year before, but my parents had convinced me to defer my entry because mm-hmm. I was I was sixteen, and I think they were right. It would have been too young. Too young. Um, but you I was, are willful, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I am ready. To go. Yeah. Um, but so we, we, yeah, I waited, and it was good fun actually, because it gave you that year to enjoy with your friends and stuff before before I went down. So, yeah. um, so moved down, and then um, I met my boyfriend literally like the month after, and then really? I've never left. <laughs> so here we are. Is he a boarder? He is. Yeah, he's from uh, Eroston, a wee a wee oh. town not far. Yeah, yeah not yeah, far yeah. by. Um, so we've been in Eroston for that long um and we just sold our house and we're we're in the process of getting another one Woo-hoo! oh that's exciting oh, that i just found out last week oh I know. brilliant so, that's exciting that is very exciting so yeah so how did you find moving from glasgow to the scottish borders it's quite yeah it was a weird change. one yeah definitely weird one because you can't it's not like you can go on a night out monday to thursday not no. an option or saturday or friday totally you are definitely limited i mean i think the student night was on thursdays and then and then and saturdays so we would do a thursday and a saturday that's mm-hmm. that's kind of how we just watched we did friends it. on a friday yeah pretty much but uh or recovered from the thursday oh, night yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was good because i think you do focus a lot 
more on your studies because you can there's nothing else to do so you yeah. may as well sit in your room and do your sketchbook do you know what i mean That's like as well as you can and it's so sad but it <laughs> but it actually mm-hmm. you know and fashion i know i i just it winds me up so much when people say that it's you know just like coloring in it's not it's a lot of work and there's a lot of physical work you're, you're expected mm-hmm. to hand in at the end of the day so it gives you that time to sit and work on it um and you still get to go out at the weekend it's just a very different experience from mm-hmm. a student yeah. in mm-hmm. glasgow or edinburgh oh totally um yeah. but i i really like it i love the walks i love the the community sort mm-hmm. of spirit mm-hmm. all the rest of it is is great i love it here i'm and clearly i'm here to stay yeah. so. <laughs> it's just interesting um <laughs> for me whenever so I've obviously Mm -hmm. grown up here my entire life yeah so for me to then move to city is like the way I do it so when I hear that people Mm -hmm. have come done the reverse I find it really interesting to see (laughs) how they found it so one the um, a girl that works with my mum moved to Gala and she did she started doing the same course as you I think a fashion all right yeah but she um it wasn't for her she wanted to be running Mm. the fashion shows instead of designing the clothes fair enough yeah um so she now does event management but she says that when she got off the train in gala she was just like this is my new home like it's perfect <laughs> and i've never quite understood it yeah. but i think there's definitely a that's feel. putting it really mildly Lara. <laughs> <laughs> but i think it, there's so much to love here and that like yeah. you say the nature of the walks is great so have you found that your uh creativity has been impacted by your environment ever or yeah I think probably I mean I think we all have the sort of ups and the downs and you know sometimes you're in a slump creatively and mm-hmm. then sometimes you're just loving it got loads of ideas oh so there's designers block oh like definite block. Really? definite yeah. designers block and I think it just comes with your sort of general anxieties yeah. and if you're yeah. if life's getting a bit difficult you don't want to create new fun stuff like you're not in the mindset yeah. so I think definitely I mean it's great to be able to go out there and take that lovely walk and and you know and thankfully you know my boyfriend's family is amazing and we can do great fun stuff with them and that's great to take that time out and um and spend time with friends around here but I think just generally wherever you are as a designer you can have those ups and downs mm. and they just come about like randomly yeah. <laughs> you know like you, you don't see it coming yeah you could be ready or be like right I'm gonna sit down I've got this really amazing fabric I'm ready to sit down and design and you know when you're falling asleep that night you're thinking of all of these designs the next day yeah. you try and put pen to paper and you can't think of a thing mm-hmm. and you're like oh, what's the point in even forcing it I may as well wait and so I just try and not put too much pressure on myself now just let it come and if I'm feeling it I'm feeling it and something new goes out and if I'm not I'm I don't yeah because I think forcing it if you weren't in that creative space the end product probably would be as good completely and that's exactly and the same with you know as a business owner you need to market that product so if you don't Mm -hmm. believe in it how are you supposed to get other people to believe in it yeah so I'd rather just wait and and wait until I get really excited about a product I've noticed and I think it comes with um, experience and age I used to get wound up and I, it doesn't just have to be a creative process that that kind of block can happen if ever mm. I had to do something for work and I was like I just can't see it like mm. how am I going to solve this I've definitely learned that if I don't think like that and I just leave it in a way yeah it will come just leave it and yeah. now I just say to myself I'm not even going to worry about it because mm. it'll come it's so a waste of your time totally. stressing yeah yeah, yeah. which is it's the most random times that it can come yeah. I know it's, it's <laughs> hard you know. though I mean it's, it's a natural thing eh? especially when, when you're running your own business and you feel that additional pressure, pressure. Yeah, yeah totally sure. yeah 
Um, so how did you find uh, job hunting post-graduation? We all oh know God. that for graduates it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. But so my flatmate um, is in the film, she wants to go into the film industry and she just mm-hmm. recently graduated with a master's and she cannot find a job at all. So I think oh, for creative it's industries it's harder. How did you yeah. find it? It is hard. It's a really competitive industry. Um, I think all the creative industries are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's hard to... <sighs> It's hard to know exactly what you want to do as well within that industry. I really wanted to work in lingerie. Um, if you want to do that, basically all the lingerie brands are, are down south. And I, I was applying for job after job after job. I think I got an interview for um, a designer for Intimates at John Lewis. Mm. Um, and then and then it, it literally just like kind of frizzled away. Nothing happened with it. And mm-hmm. then I, ju- I just was like, okay, well, I guess I'm not getting that then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another job was for like a studio assistant um, at, I can't remember where, but it was in London and the salary was £15,000 a year. And what? I was like, are wow. you having a laugh? Like in how, London. how am in I even London. supposed to pay my rent with that? And I remember emailing saying, is there a time frame for the salary to go up? And they were like, oh no, we can't, we can't promise. So I just was like, do you know what? No, I'm earning mm. more money working in retail at the moment. So in the meantime, let's just try and start my own thing which yeah. is what kind of I ended up doing yeah, yeah. Um, you're doing great with that so oh, I'm trying my best <laughs> hey John Lewis so that's essentially how Miss Vivian Lingerie yeah. started it did yeah because yeah. I was working in um retails working in New Look um I'd been in there the whole uh, sort of all my time throughout uni um and I was supervisor and so you know I was on all right money and I thought well that'll keep me going that'll pay the rent that'll pay the bills and one day I was like I was just keen to use my skills you know I was just wanting to get on the sewing machine and I had some leftover fabrics from my collection and I just I, I made a little bralette up it was just a triangle bralette nothing fancy and and I put a post up on Facebook and Instagram and said well, if anyone wants one I've got fabric here let me know you know I was doing it for silly stupid cheap prices yep. because I had no clue <laughs> um, and I had all these messages coming in which was fab so that's I was making the orders fulfilling them great I'd already had to do a website and my logo and stuff for uni in my final year so um I thought well I'll just keep that going then while I work um and I was doing it for a long time but not very not like you know I didn't have the business head on Mm, so I was just fulfilling the orders just doing bits loving it really enjoying it um and then work in retail got busier and the manager left and so I stepped in as holding manager and then that was full on Mm. like you know um full-time job and and it was all a bit crazy and I thought um this is over the times back of like a year or two all this and I remember having a conversation with one of the girls in the office and they were like you either stay here and you're the manager or you get or, out of here yeah. and you do something else so I thought she's right I need to do something so I went and worked in H Samuel for three days a week um sort of weaned down and after six months I was like I need to get out of here I need to Miss Vivian needs to take all my energy and all my time because then that that change of that like three days a week instantly I was getting more orders or the energy Mm. I was putting in the other three days of the week yes I was getting straight back and I thought well I'm actually fairly sure that if I now go go full time so this I can I can make it work and my boyfriend was just like so supportive and was like do it just you just need to find out just do it 
Um, so I really, I, I, I actually don't think I would have done it if it wasn't for him. He's just really? been so good. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get emotional, but uh, yeah. he's just my biggest cheerleader. cheerleader. Yeah. Well, that's what you need, definitely. That's lovely. Definitely. <laughs> so, would you would you consider yourself to be a forced entrepreneur then, or like had there ever been any little mm. glimmer of entrepreneurial <laughs> spirit there it's when funny, you were younger? Because I. I I always think Miss Vivian just kind of grew arms and legs by itself. I never went, right, I'm going to start start a lingerie business. business. Here's my business plan, blah, blah, blah. That never, ever happened. But I remember speaking to my sister, um, Colette. She's like, we always talk about business and stuff. She did marketing as well. And um, she, I remember speaking to her and I was like, I think I need to do this. And she was like, yeah. I was like, why are you speaking as if like it's a definite? And, (laughs) And she was like, I just thought you always knew that there's no way you would ever work for anyone else. And mm. I was like, what? Was like, yeah. Probably though, when you think back to the yeah. whole will fall, free spirit, I, I want to carve my own path. Yeah, Potentially. Yeah. And and now I think about it, I don't think I could ever go back. I th- if Miss Vivian failed, I'd probably try and start Something some else. sort of other business. Yeah. 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 But it, well, hopefully that doesn't happen. But no, uh, it won't. It so won't. it definitely was almost forced in a good way but um that then it, it kind of made some problems further down the road because then as the business started to build I was going oh crap like I've not actually run a business got the structure yes, in here yes. and all the rest of it Absolutely. so it was then figuring all that out yeah while we're getting busier and, and, and making yeah, it and so it was it's been the last year and a half I'd say has been very very stressful uh, and I'm trying yeah. really hard now to yeah to not put the pressure on and try mm-hmm. and make moves to to take that pressure off. And I, stuff, I so. always say, um, I don't think if you don't run your own business, you don't understand that um, running a business, if it was cakes, you've got the job of making the cakes, mm. but then you've got the business of running the cake baking business. 100%. It's two so it's two separate. strands, two yeah. totally separate. And scaling up, I mean, Completely. I found scaling up painful as well. It's terrifying. But there's a couple of things yeah. that you've said that I just think are worth kind of um, going back to, mm-hmm. to reflect on. Um, I'm so through advancing if we're starting to really get into like the whole visioning and you know mm-hmm. you know sending out intention so I think mm-hmm. you reducing your hours to the three days and then thinking no I can make for it like that was mm-hmm. you sort of saying right I, I can do this this is ready for me and then it, and then it, and then it came eh? yeah it's funny because you you like I don't think I would have ever said that out loud you know I don't think at the time I would have gone no I can definitely do this and no. this will work yes I think inside I knew because obviously I was doing it yeah but but actually on the outside I was so scared I thought what uh, if what if totally so so it's it's funny you don't really believe in yourself until after the until fact after, after you've you can look to yourself back. that you exactly. did it yeah so, so others can often see things in you that you can't see in yourself completely yeah. and I'm really bad for it oh yeah I'm, yeah, yeah. I, can I think relate a lot of totally. business yeah. owners, owners are. are yeah but and also going back to the working for someone else I mean mm. like you it's painful the whole scale up and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago with a, a friend she works for an organization and I was like oh you know what some days I'm like should I just go and get a job and she said I'm just going to stop you there <laughs> you she, don't want she said job. you would never could work for another, <laughs> yeah, an organization totally. again you've got autonomy you know the things that you do like the creativity mm. that the the right up through to the kind of strategic stuff and she's like you've just got the freedom to just do all of that you would stuff. feel so in a box caged in. that's what she said caged in. Now, yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah. and I think sometimes when you have those days and you think mm-hmm. oh, gosh it's bound to be easier getting a job it's quite nice to be able to think no actually 
this is what mm. matters to me and this is what, what makes, makes it worthwhile yeah, yeah completely yeah i i am um, watched something it was a man that i've been speaking to recently he's been sort of helping me a little bit with the business and he linked me to this t- um youtube video which if any of your listeners are small business owners i highly recommend watching um it's called michael gerber um and it's about the e-myth I don't know if you've ever heard no, of it. No, but I need to write this down. I would absolutely <laughs> watch it. Um, it's a 40-minute video and it was in the 80s, right? And I put it on and I thought, this is not going to be relevant for me whatsoever. <laughs> this yeah. is in the 80s. In like, the come 80s. on. Instagram hasn't even been invented yet. Well, the computer <laughs> hasn't even been invented. Saying, I know. <laughs> um, but every single thing he said, it was like he was speaking directly to me and it was crazy. He was all on about, you know working on your business not in your business and you know you created a job for yourself because you wanted to to get out of that job you were in thinking I could make myself a good life here and what you've actually made is a nightmare job where you're working like 80 hours a week oh that's me I need to watch this yes yeah exactly and um and and it was just like so transformative and I was like oh she's so right and but it's not you don't think of it in a bad way you're not going oh I'm terrible my business is awful I'm working on it too much blah 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 you know all that it really just flipped my way of thinking and Mm -hmm. since then I've really been trying to work on my business and not in it so much um and it's really sort of flipped my way of thinking and I just really highly recommend watching it if anyone is if anyone's listening (laughs) oh my gosh oh and then message me and tell me what you think yeah Yeah, no definitely oh that sounds great um so we've highlighted the fact that your business is not just making the product it's everything else so much time and effort goes into everything that you do and produce uh you put a reel on your instagram story (laughs) it was great i loved it um about justifying rough maybe not a strong justification but you were justifying Mm -hmm. how why your product is like costs what it does yeah uh why did you feel the need to justify it I think it's funny because, you know, my my regular customers, well, all my customers and most of my followers as well, they, they are here because they do understand why mm-hmm. it costs so much. They know the, the amount of hours that go into it and the, the skilled work as well. It's not, you know, there was that thing about you're not paying me for the 30 minutes it takes me to make this. You're paying me for the 10 years it's taken me to learn how to do it. In 30 In minutes. 30 minutes, yeah. Exactly. Um, so I, there, I think there's a lot of people out there who don't understand that. Um, and don't even understand quite the cost of the materials themselves mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and yeah I think and it's just frustrating there's always going to be the odd person and I'll see it on social media and they'll be like £70 for a bra I mean for god's sake you know and, and I'm, I'm just it's oh. quite frustrating to see of course we've been brought up in a fast fashion sort of world yes. where a bra you can get one for £5 in Primark so mm-hmm. there are some people and of course I completely understand some people do not have you know the capacity to then to buy actually that. order to buy that a 75 pound bra that's a bit expensive for some people and I get that totally but um it is just some people are just saying it because they don't actually understand the, the cost of yeah. fashion yeah. um it's and I think it's mm-hmm. important to try and highlight that um because even then I think sometimes 70 quid I'm undercharging <laughs> you know yeah, probably um, yeah, yeah so totally. um but yeah I think just yeah there's always going to be one or two isn't there Mm -hmm. I think I really commend that and actually we've worked with a lot of female entrepreneurs and um one of the biggest barriers is appreciating their own worth and how that then impacts how they price their products or services definitely and I think that even if they didn't 
publish or promote any kind of reel or story or anything that that is exactly the same as yours going through the process of finding out how they would make that would probably really help yeah price on things yeah. I, women do think you yeah. know cause you're thinking about my sister my best friend would they pay that would is it too much you know and then i think with women as well there there's even so much more accessibility to fast fashion and cheaper fashion yeah. for women in general so sometimes women are so used to paying those low prices that it does seem quite scary to, to spend quite a lot yeah. on a piece yeah. and so yeah you you do have to sort of market a wee bit differently to women yeah. than men and just just sort of get them to trust you that that product yeah. is worth that and it's going to last you longer yeah, yeah. it means that you're not going to have to buy like no a hundred pre-mark brass I, I you know yeah because there was an article in harvard business review last month that that identified that um m- more expensive i consumer goods are much better for the environment because people pr- place more value on them mm-hmm. they'll keep them for longer mm-hmm. yeah. and they're much more likely to go into like the pre-owned kind of um totally, space yeah so you know there's a lot more than just comparing a five pound bra and a 75 yeah, pound yeah bra. very very yeah. different yeah absolutely and i think that brands should be confident to say thank you for your feedback on that perhaps we we're just not the brand for you yeah you know, 100% and that's what it is yeah hey? and as I say you're you're not going to be your target market cannot be everyone no it just can't be no. and yeah. and you know a lot of people don't have an expendable income to be like okay here's 150 quid on pants for this mm-hmm. month like yeah. no I, and that's that's fine um totally understandable but there are there are actually some other um it's great if you just have a look i mean on etsy and stuff there's so many little lingerie brands and stuff that well i say little they're not that little but they're they're, um, making stuff and they have a lower price point to me as well Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. obviously different stuff and different fabrics but you're still then at least getting ethical manufacture ticked off of your list and you know so you can be um kind of conscious that way um without having to spend a fortune if you can and uh-huh. pre-owned depop you know all yeah, that absolutely. you've got loads of secondhand uh, designer pieces on there for far far cheaper so yeah it's, i think it's good to sort of just have a look and see what you can find yeah, yeah. yeah. it's quite fun in itself isn't it, it is yeah and i always do my sample sales as well to get rid of stock at cheaper oh. prices and there's often nothing wrong with them it's just things that have been exchanged or re- refunded uh-huh. mm-hmm. but i just re- reduce them because uh want to get them out of the studio yeah. and it gives my customers a chance to get them a bit cheaper yeah. so yeah. there's always ways there's always isn't ways. There? absolutely <laughs> definitely yeah so you mentioned the studio so you have a studio in Melrose with a small team um mm. or a team not small a team uh, did you ever expect <laughs> small but mighty <laughs> yeah yeah definitely yeah so when you made that first bralette did you ever expect it to grow to even to this stage do you know it's and so, so quickly it sounds too it's so weird because i actually still don't think i'll have processed that do you know what I mean I don't mm. think I've actually had a lot of time to sit and, and look at that I remember a friend um, coming to the house once and looking at my big folder full of like orders and she was like Viv do you even like really process like, see how, how many people have like and I, I was like oh gosh yeah I, you know I know that's quite a lot yeah gosh that's great yeah. and I, actually thinking of the whole time I've been in business it is quite crazy mm-hmm. and I think because you're so busy sewing all yes. the time you don't have the time to sit and process it but it's just yeah it's madness yeah I'm really really happy obviously yeah, yeah. <laughs> delighted would, do you love the space because like at, whenever oh, yeah. I come up those stairs mm-hmm. and um <laughs> I do sort of have a little bit of pride every every yeah. morning go like I built this definitely I made this happen yeah, yeah. that's that's 
that's nice and when you're you know like you've got the girls in and stuff and that's you know you're paying for them and yeah, uh, but yeah. we have fun and you know like we all get on so well and just just sometimes it's a moment where you're like spent you're you know I like buy my labels and I'm buying them and it's like 400 pound for that batch and I'm like my god like could you imagine like three years ago mm-hmm. spending Thank 400 pound on labels. on labels I would have absolutely oh, had an accident <laughs> I'm telling you now so it's so that is sometimes it's those kind of moments where uh-huh. you're like wow yeah your your frame of reference shifts eh? completely <laughs> totally. yeah because it gets your expenditure just goes grows and I grows know, and grows but it's okay because you're making it but then you don't quite realize how much you're spending and uh-huh. then one day you're like oh my god I can't believe I spent that much but it's okay because I've still made a profit I, I, I don't god. look I'm just gonna say <laughs> that, and I know that that's really wrong don't ever do what I I do, but I just don't Sometimes look. it's best. <laughs> just to, especially, you know, before Christmas when you're spending all that money on your, your stuff to prep for it. But yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's just it's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you mentioned how Miss Vivian feels like a community and um, there's so much talk around safe mm. space. How important do you think uh, that concept of safe space is for an individual? I think it's really important, especially when you're talking about lingerie it's the most intimate absolutely garment you've got Um, and I think I think that safe space because as well you know women struggle with their bra size their knick even their knicker size (laughs) 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 come to the studio one day but um you know so and to to feel comfortable enough to get in touch and ask that question oh I'm not sure of my bra size I've had you know I've been breastfeeding and now I'm not sure and can you help me and for them to come to you and ask that there's a level of comfort so mm-hmm. um creating that space I think is is really yeah. really important yeah. um and and it's nice because it creates the opportunity to actually get to know yeah. the people as people mm-hmm. not as customers as money like yeah, you know yeah. more as people and and you can understand them better which in turn actually does help yeah. your business absolutely oh, yeah. um but but yeah it's just i think just majorly majorly important yeah no i would definitely agree i think that um as a potential customer just looking at your business i think how the community you've built and how open you are with your your customers and your um followers is great and it would encourage people to you know, continue to support. I love oh. that they let you take photos and, and oh, yeah, I think it's, great. it's honestly they're just fantastic. And as a small business, you really, really appreciate that and are grateful for it mm-hmm. too. Because I can't, I can't go out and and do shoot after Shoots. shoot, day after yeah, day. I yeah. can't. I'm I'm busy make, making this stuff. Yeah. So um, when a customer is like, hey, oh, you can share it, and so it's just means so much to me. And and you know, they look bloody amazing yeah they look mm-hmm. absolutely fabulous so um and it shows especially because there's so many different body types and stuff it will show another woman oh i, I look like that. that i could wear that and they look amazing and i could look amazing and i think that's what um i think it's what women in general we need to be seeing from yeah. the lingerie industry from the fashion industry in mm-hmm. general the laundry lingerie industry has went for so long with size six and eight girls with really smaller chests and there's no problem with that but we need to show all oh, sides yeah. and all ends of the spectrum yeah. so um yeah i, I think my thighs are probably bigger than most of their waists yes <laughs> well adjustable garters oh. <laughs> what is this that An you're talking for about everything. Never heard of this <laughs> um so as you've said your brand is all about empowering people to feel they're most confident and you do that through your social media and everything you do mm-hmm. but where did your 
self-empowerment come from uh, before you know you had your business well have you always been feeling self-empowered I think it's like it's quite a tricky one because I do think everyone assumes that I am empowered and confident in my Mm. body all the time too and I try to be and I've as I said to you guys before I can't remember if it was when we were recording or not but we were talking about my mum and I've got three big sisters um and uh, loads of aunts um, and they're all just fabulous and Mm. and I think that helps having Mm -hmm. strong female role models but um to be honest I struggle too I think it's 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 if you're if you're telling me that you've never ever struggled with your body image once in your life I don't believe you (laughs) sorry about either um and, and I'm the exact same and I think um and I do struggle with it when I'm telling people on Instagram to feel empowered but I don't feel empowered or confident myself I feel a bit of a hypocrite but I do say that I'll I'll tell Mm. them actually guys I'm not I'm not feeling like myself right now that's the truth but you've got to try and I think I always say you don't actually have to love yourself there's this movement about loving yourself you don't have to because if you don't love yourself the way you are right now and everyone's telling you you should that's not going to feel good so I think everyone needs to be feel comfortable that actually sometimes you're not going to love the way you look and that's okay, mm-hmm. but just try and do your best to tr- to try. And I think eventually it's that manifestation yeah. Yeah, and that putting that out there and trying to love yourself and maybe putting on a nice outfit, doing your, you know, glamming up or something, whatever you enjoy to do, yeah. even if that's going out a walk or, you know, just embrace yourself yeah. and it will mm. come. It will come eventually. So it's it's just... Or it's, buying a disco ball for your office. Buying yeah. a disco <laughs> ball for your office. Hey, presto, you're loving life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's oh, brilliant. So, so yeah, I think um, you know we all should just mm-hmm. give, do our best to try, mm-hmm. and that's what I do as well. Just try my best. <laughs> so, in those moments where you feel less empowered yourself, mm. does seeing your followers and the people purchasing your products and feeling confident in them help you? Absolutely, in those they help me, and I help. You know, when I do feel good, I post in my mm-hmm. lingerie, and I help them. And I think it's that again, that sense of community. community. We're all here for each other. Yeah, and. You, you're not feeling good don't worry let me like help build you back up like it's okay and that doesn't necessarily mean you have to buy my laundry but just come here and and look at all these other women and mm-hmm. look ha- look enjoy this colorful fabulous diverse space you know yeah. that's kind yeah. of all it is and I think it really really helps no um, I think it's great yeah no definitely yeah um you've kind of covered my next question but just in case there's anything specific mm-hmm. um what advice just one key tip it would you give to people that maybe don't feel that good within themselves right now yeah I I think I would just do what makes you happy forget about body image for mm. a second um because often your body image comes with the rest of your mindset yeah so I think go out if it's a walk that you enjoy if it's getting a carry out that you enjoy if you know if it's going and getting a dance lesson or I don't know just anything that you enjoy the more you do it and the more you start to really enjoy and embrace life I think it follows and um you know treat yourself it doesn't necessarily have to mean to something expensive but just a wee thing to show yourself that you're worth it and you know um I think that kind of just brings it and helps helps a lot I never really thought about it like that before Mm. personally as in like remove the body image from yeah, it yeah. and mm-hmm. think about because actually the general. body image is probably just a manifestation of other stuff yeah it is because yeah. if you ever looked at yourself once in a mirror and gone hey i look good today 
And then the very next day, you look at yourself in the mirror and go, oh, I hate the way I look. Well, you've not changed. Yeah. The, you, mm. Your body's stayed the exact same. It's your mindset that's mm-hmm. changed. Yeah. So it's it's changing awesome. your mindset, yeah. I think, is the big, God, what you need to so do. True. simple but so powerful as a, you know, <laughs> yeah. an example but you're absolutely right it's one yeah. thing that I've learned throughout this whole journey and, and again from speaking to other women mm-hmm, you know yeah. from all of our experiences sort of combined yeah um yeah. learning that and we need to get really that on important. a mug <laughs> let's get the mugs printed yeah <laughs> so how important do you think um laundry is to empowerment and confidence building because mm-hmm. I think for a long time so I'm obviously way older than you guys buying nice lingerie was for a very different reason oh and yeah it wasn't about me as a woman or, yeah. or as a woman totally um but particularly looking at your instagram um i think oh god that's totally changed there's nothing mm-hmm. um about gratification of anybody else absolutely in any of those women's yeah. demeanors or how it's about mm-hmm. them it's about them so how like i mean it's it's literally your next to your skin so it, yeah you know how important is that process of buying laundry f- um, yeah to confidence building I think it's like that thing that I said it's the most intimate piece of apparel in your wardrobe and it is literally it's the first thing you put on in the morning so if you've got a job interview if you do have a date if you've you know going to see the family whatever I choose my laundry I think a lot of us do <laughs> sort of depending on the day and I think it can set us up and make us feel better and it's something actually that my mum would say a lot um my mum loved a matching set of underwear and I think it's probably her that got you know the underwear bug in my brain and um, she'd be in the MS sale you know <laughs> going, going through it. but she would always you know say like you know I've got a nice set of underwear on today nobody knows it they don't have to but I feel good oh. and and that's it's so there's something so powerful about that and yeah that that thing about the gratification I mean I always say that's a secondary thing yeah absolutely wear it for your man if you want do you know date night whatever your choice but that's your choice and they should feel very lucky for getting any of that you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) um so lara freaks out because i'm her mom i know (laughs) (laughs) just yeah let's pretend that's not a thing but um but yeah like it's that thing of it's for you and then if anyone else gets to see it they're lucky and and i it's just i mean I've got plenty of lingerie that my boyfriend has never seen but it's just from I I love wearing it and you know styling it Mm. and wearing it Uh this set goes really well with this dress and then when I go out I feel pure like put together (laughs) do you know what I mean so it's just I I think it can just change your mindset think about my underwear like so I spent too much time there's a healthy balance we need to get it right I'll I'll overshare here but you know like the underwear that I have got in my drawer I've had for probably about eight to ten years and my mum used to always say um you know watch what knickers you're wearing if you get in an accident yeah so yesterday's knickers they had holes in them I was like god did you ever get hit by a bus today make sure I look both ways today (laughs) (laughs) so I so need to come and see you I need to oh definitely yeah Yeah. I find buying underwear really difficult yeah and but you're not the only ones you know what I mean like so many women do and I think that's the thing of being able to come and ask I'm not sure what I want I know I want some nice underwear but I don't know what I want I don't know Mm. what a suit I don't know what size I am please help me and we will you know and I think that's um that's just all it is is just having that space to be able to ask um and you know you say you've got underwear in your drawer that you've had for eight years so have I do you know (laughs) but like I I've been I've had stuff 
for ages that have gotten like when I was younger I would I wouldn't be able to afford you know as you're on the and stuff but they would have sales and I'd maybe get for my birthday I'd maybe get vouchers or something like that and um and because it's such good quality it lasts, it lasts. so yeah, you, you have, have that it. in your door for eight years and you're good so it's that you know yes it does cost a bit more but it does yeah, last yeah. Um, but of course we all have our period pants and all the rest of it uh, so yes, listen I'm not wearing sparkly embroidered lace yes. actually every single day don't get me wrong <laughs> <Like granny pants. laughs> absolutely comfort is key ladies although it actually I'm quite close to being granny age so I think we need to rename granny pants so that don't absolutely <laughs> No, you're right. We should. Yeah. Well, they're just high-waisted, comfy pants. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you say, it's about how you feel in any given moment of time. So if it makes you feel... If that makes so you that feel comfortable, feel yeah. then that's yeah. exactly yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. completely. Yeah. So do you think the main driver for buying lingerie has changed then over time? Oh, so? yeah. I, I definitely do, which is amazing. I think women are, are really seeing that it's a, a tool to empower mm. themselves rather than all the rest of it. Um, especially you know these days we've got Instagram and all the rest yeah. of it you see reels now and it's women feeling themselves and there's and that, that yeah. there's that empowerment that empowerment um, movement going yeah, on yeah. Um, which is huge and so and look at you know things like Savage Fenty and all that they they, yeah. they that's what they're talking about and that's how they're building their business too and I think a lot of um, big designers lingerie big and small um, that's what they're seeing now so which is really nice because I think from you know decades ago lingerie brands would never have marketed that way so the young girl now growing up seeing lingerie brands marketing that uh, is is that's what we want our younger generation of of girls and women to see so um I think that's really important we need to keep it going yes definitely yeah Yeah. um so you mentioned big and small brands how Mm. big do you imagine Miss Vivian Lingerie going what are the future aspirations (laughs) do you know it's just such a hard one because I just (laughs) Of course you want it to be as big as it can get. Yeah. But I never want to lose that community and I never want mm-hmm. to, I, I don't want to outsource my manufacturer. I would want to have everything in-house still. So it would be a case of getting a bigger studio mm-hmm. and over more time people. and more people. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So I think for me right now, it's, remember what I was talking about working on your business and not in it. I think that's something that I need to focus on basically for the, for the next year is is how I'm going to do that and what yeah. I do want it exactly to look yeah, like. Yeah, how it's going to look. Yeah, and yeah. I do want it, you know, I do want to have that big studio and I do want yeah. lots of yeah. amazing seamstresses and uh, just, I, I always picture it like just a big like girls fun night out but it's just at work <laughs> do you know what I mean just have to earn some cash it just, yeah I've got to make some money you've got well, to pay the mortgage but other, girls, than that. but other than that it's all yeah. really fun yeah. I, can't, I can't imagine you ever getting to the point though where you'd be like quite happy to know that models were eating coca-cola soaked cotton wool because they had a Miss Vivian runway oh to go down and they couldn't no. eat yeah, no yeah. I'd be ordering the dominoes uh, for them all yeah, yeah, what do you want yeah, yeah, <laughs> your no. pizza and I think that's so important as well because eh? yeah. like, it could be so Huge. easy to get sucked into that um, stereotypical it does yeah, and I think that's Victoria's why we need to use all different types of models and yeah. show young girls that you can if you want to be a model and that's a career that you want you don't have to be yeah. to be yeah. a size 6 or we say girls but I mean there was a guy on yeah. your Instagram as Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I well, all of my I know. I actually I do I think I use the I, I think I use girls and women too much actually because it's not it's not 100% women and mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. purchase from me actually. Mm-hmm. There's um people from all walks of life yeah, which is fantastic yeah. and I just think 
wear whatever empowers you and do you know I just think they're fabulous but the one guy um that I posted recently there was some negative a couple comments, of negative yeah. comments was which yeah it really annoyed me <laughs> but I mean you know you are always going to get them but I mean I just blocked them straight away uh-huh. and said that's not like what not this is about gonna yeah take yeah. that over here and um, because I want you know that guy starlight ruby on instagram i'm sure he won't mind the shout out um he's fabulous but you know i don't want um men like him who like to wear lingerie feeling like they aren't safe in my space so it has to be inclusive and diverse and whoever wants to wear lingerie i don't care who you are if you feel fabulous yeah then take those pics uh-huh. and, and let's get them posted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much yes. for coming in. I yeah. loved it. I no problem. Too. Yeah, I did. It's fab. Nice right. to get away from the sewing machine. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Fantastic. And okay. I hope everyone listening enjoyed it too. And check out Miss Vivian Laundry on Instagram. Bye. 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 Bye.